Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm solo again today, and I'm going to answer a common question that has come my way a number of times over the years from our clients, from the Fit and Fueled ladies, from random people on Instagram, and I've even wondered myself. And essentially it is, if you want to lose weight, is it better to cut carbs or fat? And then, of course, also kind of wrapped into there, what stores as body fat more often? Is it carbs or fat? So I have a few different things to say about this. And I feel like this is a hot debate a lot of times, especially on Instagram and social media, because different things work for different people. And we see it all the time. I mean, think about somebody who embarks on the keto diet and they lose a ton of weight. They cut carbs and they increase their fat or just the opposite. Somebody goes on more of like a low fat diet. I just think about bodybuilders and bikini competitors and I mean, that diet is protein and carbs. It's like really low fat. So of course, different things work for different people. And there's all sorts of research studies out there supporting both of these ideas. I mean, there's studies out there that support the Mediterranean diet for weight loss, the paleo diet, um, South Beach diet. A lot of these are more balanced when it comes to that breakdown of macros as far as protein, carbs, and fat. So me just saying there's so many options out there as far as weight loss goes. And I think the important thing to note here is it really doesn't matter if it's carbs or fat. It really just matters if your body is in a caloric deficit for an extended period of time. So you do lose weight. So that's kind of the important thing and the big takeaway here. And I'm going to get into some of the nuance of this because, of course, it's not that straightforward. I mean, if it was easy as calories in, calories out, you know, nothing else mattered as far as metabolism, hormones, cravings, lifestyle, movement, stress, sleep, all of that none of us would have issues losing weight. So today I really wanted to talk about the pros and cons of each of these approaches as far as maybe considering more of a high carb, low fat diet or a high fat, low carb diet, or maybe just a more moderate approach to your macros. And there's no magical ratio. I think the most magical ratio is the one that works best for you and the ratio where you can be consistent with your habits because in order to lose weight, you need to be consistent. You need to be in that calorie deficit for an extended period of time. So I'm just going to share a few things to consider. We've worked with so many different women over the years. We've used so many different approaches. So it's definitely not a cookie cutter blanket statement. You should definitely cut carbs or you should definitely cut fat. And at the end of the day, it comes down to your preferences as far as what you like for food. I mean, I always say this all the time. I tend to crave more carbs than I do protein and fat. So for me, super easy to get carbs into my diet. So for somebody who is more inclined to crave fattier foods and more of the protein and maybe carbs just don't make them feel great, it makes sense for them to be in a calorie deficit on maybe a higher fat diet. So Anyways, I'm getting into the weeds a little bit here, but it really comes down to your dietary preferences, your activity level, like how much are you exercising and moving, or are you sitting at a desk, um, your lifestyle, and essentially what you can consistently do to keep yourself in that calorie deficit. And of course, 
this is what we talk about inside Fit and Fueled. I figured I would give you a few heads up and deadlines and things like that, because if you've been wanting to work with me as far as a group coaching program, this is the time to start taking action because we only open this program a couple times per year, once in the spring, once in the fall, and that is it. <laughs> so if you've been thinking about doing a program, you want a different approach as far as getting healthy, losing weight, changing your body composition, the approach inside Fit and Fueled is responsible, it is sustainable, it is not crazy, <laughs> and we do a lot of things to help you as far as that consistency goes and developing new hate be behaviors and developing new habits because if you learn how to diet properly and boost up your health, change your body now, you can use a strategy for the rest of your life. I really do feel like it gets you off the crazy dieting train of just yo-yo dieting, on track, off track, feeling bad about yourself. This is essentially the forever solution. Like learn it now and you can use this into your 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond. You don't have to keep spinning your wheels. So Fit and Fueled, great program. It's six months long and includes a fitness training print plan in the sense that you get access to two of my muscle building programs. It's six months of workouts. So that is really one of the core foundations of Fit and Fueled is muscle building. Um, the other foundations are mindset. So we definitely talk about mindset. And if you're anybody who has felt guilty or shameful or beaten yourself up over decisions, or you get a case of the fuckets when it comes to your nutrition and fitness, this program can help a lot because we do spend time on mindset. And you guys know mindset's everything. If your mindset is not right when you are coming into a phase of life where you want to change your body or you want to do a fat loss phase or something like that, it's going to be really hard to stay consistent, to enjoy it. And I just think about so many of the women that I've talked to and worked with over the years, they think dieting is miserable. They think you need to white knuckle it and that you need to eat plain salads with dry chicken every day. And I can tell you the ladies inside Fit and Fueled, all, pretty much all of them, probably like 90% of them have said a fat loss phase is or a fat loss phase after they've done Fit and Fueled is so easy. It's so enjoyable. It doesn't even feel like a diet. So just telling you there's a better way. So those are the two foundations as far as mindset, muscles, minerals. Obviously, we come from nutrition from a very nourished first approach in the sense that we're not restricting. We're not just slashing calories. We're not eliminating whole food groups and fun foods. Like we're really trying to nourish your body because if you are putting good quality food into your body, you are going to get better results. Your body is going to naturally balance itself. You're going to have better periods and more balanced hormones and your thyroid's not going to be so pissed off and better blood sugar balance. There's so many benefits of getting good nutrition in your body instead of just looking for the lowest calorie option all the time. So it's a very nourished first approach and we use mineral testing. And just a heads up, if you add your name to the Fit and Fueled wait list before Monday the 26th, you will get a free HTMA mineral test with your enrollment. And mineral testing, one of my favorite tests, I love talking about minerals. They are so actionable. I just feel like running this test is the quickest way to figure out what your body needs nutritionally. And that is super important as far as just getting results and getting you the best possible result, just making it easier for you. So you're not just constantly spinning your wheels. So the four foundations, 
<laughs> minerals, muscle, um, mindset, and then macros. And I really like macros. I'm not a crazy person when it comes to macros. I don't think you need to hit your macros, but macros as a tool can really help guide your food choices. And macros aren't just for losing weight. I mean, macros are to keep you accountable to yourself, to keep you accountable to what goals you set for yourself, to keep you accountable to eating enough protein, to help you build muscle, to help you have more energy. There's so many great reasons for using macros and we are not sticklers about them. We don't think you should be perfect with them. A lot of times we're giving our clients ranges because we're not robots and we don't eat the same way every day. So to expect that you need to hit your macros every single day to see results, like doesn't make sense in my mind, just because we're human. We eat different meals every day. We have different levels of hunger. So there's a lot of things I have to say about macros. So when I say macros, don't be afraid of them. We use them in a very, very different way over here, a much more responsible way. But it's a very holistic program in the sense that we are hitting these four areas and really emphasizing being fit as far as building muscle, being strong, being physically fit and tone, and then fueled as far as nourishment goes. And of course, a lot of the foundations I talked about go hand in hand with these. And then of course, the mindset is throughout as far as how we measure progress, how we view the scale, how we view ourselves, how we act, who do we want to be? So a lot of that is woven through the program. And a lot of the times the ladies, when they finish the program, they talk about the mindset stuff and just how much their approach has changed to diet and fitness and losing weight. And they do feel like they have been able to break free from the dieting crazy train. So all this to say, the wait list opens on Monday, February 26th just to anybody on the wait list. So you are getting early access to the program a whole two weeks before we open enrollment to the public. So this is important because you are going to save $200 off the cost of enrollment. So when we open doors to the public, the cost is going to go up $200. So if you've been thinking about joining, you might as well join early and save $200. Also, anybody on the wait list is welcome to enroll early and they will get a free hair tissue mineral analysis, which is that mineral test. And you'll also get, in addition to the actual test, you will get an interpretation and a personalized protocol from one of our FDN practitioners. And this is key. I mean, this is giving you a roadmap so you are going to get much better results. Like I was saying, this test is going to tell you nutritionally what your body needs. It's also going to give you information about your levels of stress, about your metabolism, various systems in your body, as far as your thyroid, your adrenals, your blood sugar. It's an awesome test. And I just... I feel like everybody should do it at least once. It just gives you so much valuable information. And of course, when you join Fit and Fueled, I want you to have everything that you need to be successful. So that's why I'm giving away this test for free, as well as the interpretation and protocol only to the wait list. And the wait list is only open for five days. So it's open from Monday the 26th to Friday the 1st. So if you sign up during that time, you are automatically going to get that free test. You obviously get the six-month strength training program. You get access to the perimetopause crash course, um, which is great as far as anybody who's in this crazy time of perimetopause and gives you some insight as far as what to do. You save $200. And then when we open to the public, there's even more bonuses that you are going to get. So definitely add your name. I'm going to include the link in the show notes. 
there's no obligation for you to sign up for Fit and Fueled. You're just going to be on the email list. So you know when the door is open, you're going to get information about the program. You do get all those discounts and bonuses and all that good stuff, but you don't have to enroll. It's really just keeping you in the loop about what's going on. So add your name, I'll include the link in the show notes. And then also, since I'm talking about dates and reminders and all that, I also want to tell you about my free training that is coming up. And that is happening the first week of March. Um, The first session is on Sunday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's called the Body Comp Blueprint. And really, it's a training for you to get clear on what your body needs as far as calories and nourishment and just get you going with a game plan. Because if you've, like I've been saying, if you've been on this dieting crazy train and you're just like, it is not working, you know, what I used to do doesn't work anymore for weight loss. I'm making myself crazy. Nothing's working. My metabolism has slowed down. I just need help. This training will be really helpful. It's actually three sessions and they're all with me. It's almost like getting a free week of nutrition coaching for from me. And I'm going to put you through some of the exercises that we do with the ladies inside Fit and for Fuel, just to give you a taste of like what my coaching is all about, what you might learn inside Fit and Fuel. But we're going to really dial in on the nutrition part of it and the mindset part of it. So you will have homework over the course of the week. Of course, showing up live on the trainings, there's something to be said about that. I just feel like you're going to get a lot out of it. And I think also showing up live says to your higher self, I am ready to make a change. I made the time for this. You know, I took myself away from my family and responsibilities and, you know, all the things that we have going on because I am ready to make a change. I want to do this. So showing up live, I think is really important, obviously, for the interaction, for just being there, for being totally focused on what's happening, and you're just going to get a lot out of it. So obviously do your best to show up live. There are bonuses if you show up live. So everybody will get a little freebie on the training. And if you can't make them live, I totally understand. I know we are all busy. We have stuff going on during the day. The other trainings are 1 p.m. Eastern um, on Tuesday and Thursday on the 5th and the 7th. Um, I understand people have work, people have stuff going on, and the recordings will be available. So we'll be sending those out after the training. So as long as you're registered, you'll get access to those training. You can watch them on your own or even listen to them back. So all those will be coming out after each of the live trainings. So do your best to be there. Obviously, would love to see you there and just share with you, you know, the first steps as far as a body transformation goes when it comes to a more responsible and non-crazy approach, because man, there's so much crazy. (laughs) There's so much crazy. I see it on Instagram every day. And I just want to let you know, there's a better way. There's a more kind, happy, positive way to approach weight loss that isn't miserable. So I just want to share that with you. I love teaching it too. It's just uh, something I just really care about and I'm passionate about. Anyways, So let's get into today's topic. I know I just rambled on so much about the wait list and the body comp blueprint training. There are links for both of them in the show notes. Um, You can sign up for both of them if you'd like. Um, And yeah, any questions or anything, you guys know where to find me. Okay, just had to have a little sip of my iced coffee there. It's a good one. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. So what should you cut in order to lose weight? Is it carbs? Is it fat? And like I said in the beginning, it's kind of a trick question. You don't really, one's not necessarily better than the other, although there's some interesting studies about that, which I'm going to get into shortly. But ultimately, 
This only matters if you are in a fat loss phase. If you are in maintenance or if you're in a bulk or something like that, a lean bulk where you're trying to put on muscle or you're just living your best life in maintenance, which is technically where you should spend most of your life, this really doesn't matter. This is more for fat loss when you are intentionally putting yourself into a calorie deficit. And this is something you should probably only do once a year. I mean, you can maybe do it twice a year, but again, it just really depends on the person. And this is exactly what we go through through and fit and fueled. And this is the exact method that I teach these ladies and really helping them plan their nutrition ahead of time because they are going to get the best results and they're going to be able to enjoy the process and not be miserable from it. So real quick, before we get into this, let's talk about the non-negotiables in a fat loss phase, because in order to do a fat loss phase correctly, there's definitely some priorities. So there are two episodes of the Carrots and Cake podcast that really go into the details. I'm just going to give you the quick clip notes, but if you really want to know how to properly execute a fat loss phase, go back through my episodes and there's a fat loss phase 101, um, part one and part two. So there's actually two parts of it, but those go through exactly what you need to do for a fat loss phase and what to consider as far as timing, for how long, how many weeks, how big the deficit should be, you know, what to prioritize, all those details. But today I'm just going to give you the quick and dirty non-negotiables. So I would say the big things to consider when you are in a fat loss phase are number one, protein. It is a non-negotiable because when you are in a fat loss phase, you are intentionally under consuming calories. You're in a calorie deficit. Of course, the goal is going to be to lose fat, but you are also going to lose muscle in the process. And you guys know, at least I hope you know about muscle. Muscle is really metabolic in the sense that it's going to burn more calories at rest and during exercise than fat. You don't want to lose muscle. The more muscle you have, the better glucose balance you have, the more toned and fit you are going to look, the more calories you're going to burn in general, just living your life. So you don't want to lose muscle. It is really, really important. So when it comes to protein, you really need to be consuming enough during a fat loss phase. Like this is something you can't skip out on. And when it comes to macros, Protein is essentially a building blocks, like all of those wonderful amino acids that is helping you maintain that muscle mass when you are in a calorie deficit. And of course, you're going to lose some. You just don't want to lose a lot. And then when it comes to carbs and fat, they are more energy sources and they're a little bit more interchangeable. And that's why this whole idea of cutting one or the other really I don't want to say is it's not confusing. It's just there's pros and cons of both. And I really do think it kind of comes down to personal preference a little bit and what's going to work best for you, because ultimately you want to make sure you are in that calorie deficit. And it doesn't really matter in the long run if it's carbs or fat. But like I said, there's a little nuance. There's some fun things I want to share with you. So I will get there soon enough. And then when it comes to protein, I always have my clients start with 100 grams per day and then work their way up to 0.7 to 1 times their body weight in pounds. And of course, the more active you are, the more muscle you have, the more protein you're going to need. But this is really, really important to make sure you're consuming enough protein during that fat loss phase. Strength training, also non-negotiable. If you're going to maintain that muscle, you need to do some sort of strength training um, to make sure that muscle sticks around. 
I think walking or just some like low key movement in general, I guess it could be like low key biking or hiking or something like that. I just think walking is probably the easiest, but I think that's important as far as sure burning calories, but it's also really important for stress reduction, um, cravings. (laughs) (laughs) and blood sugar balance. Um, So there's a lot of good reasons that walking can be really helpful during a fat loss phase. And then of course, just being in that calorie deficit. You know, if you're not consistent with tracking your food, remaining in that calorie deficit, it's just not going to quote unquote work. So I think that's why like the macro piece or tracking your food could be really helpful to ensure that you are in that calorie deficit. I don't think it's required, but I just think it helps as far as that data. And then once you have that data, you can obviously make changes and make sure you are in that calorie deficit. Okay, so those are kind of like the cliff notes of what is important during a fat loss phase. And then I would probably put in this method of restriction as far as cutting carbs, cutting fat, and what is going to work both or what is going to work best best for you. So I'll get into kind of like the pros and cons, the theories, like all of that. Um, I do have a really cool study I want to talk about. And yeah, hopefully this gives you some insight into what will work for you when it comes to a fat loss phase. Okay, so let's start with cutting carbs and having a more high fat, low carb approach during your fat loss phase. So essentially the theory or the idea behind this is cutting carbs for weight loss is based on the idea that carbs, especially refined carbs like white bread, sugary foods, spike blood sugar levels leading to increased insulin secretion and fat storage. And I'm sure you guys have heard this before. Blood sugar is an important part of all of this. Um, The amount of insulin your body is putting out, of course, is really important because insulin is essentially that fat storage hormone. So every time insulin comes out, your body has the potential of storing fat. So you obviously want to mitigate that. If you have insulin problems, it can be really hard to lose weight. And the thing about going more low carb, a lot of times, if you've ever tried a low carb diet, you'll see initial weight loss on the scale since carbs bring water into our muscles. So if you're eating fewer carbohydrates, there's going to be less water coming into your muscles and you will see the scale drop a few pounds. doesn't necessarily mean that you lost fat. It just means you probably have less water in your body overall. And then of course, when it comes to research, there's a million studies out there that say low carb is the thing to do. Keto works, you know, it's the best diet in the whole world. There's so many, so many different diets out there, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to being in a calorie deficit. And if you're somebody who just prefers more of a high fat diet, carbs don't make you feel your best, maybe this is a good option for you. So I think this diet would be for somebody who, like I said, you're like always hungry. You just feel like you need something that has a little bit more fat to to feel satisfied after a meal or between meals. Um, If you have blood sugar issues, this could be really helpful. And of course, blood Blood sugar issues aren't just attributed to eating high carb or anything. There's a lot that goes into it as far as the amount of muscle on your body, the amount of movement, your sleep, your stress, your circadian rhythm. There's a lot that goes through that. But if you're somebody that knows they have blood sugar issues or you have insulin resistance, this could be something to try because if you are feeling more satisfied eating more high fat, 
Overall, it's going to be easier for you to manage your cravings, to not snack as so much, and hopefully that is going to help you stay in a calorie deficit. So if you have hormone issues like PCOS or blood sugar issues, maybe your period has gone MIA, um, this could also be a good option for you because our hormones need fats and PCOS is very much connected to blood sugar issues. So maybe high fat, low carb could be a good option for you. Um, if you got your HTMA test back <laughs> and you're a fast metabolic type, unless you're a fast four, you, we treat you more like a slow metabolic type. But if you come back with a fast metabolic type, a higher fat diet is a, usually a little bit better for you. So these are just some things to consider. You guys have heard it a million times. Keto, high fat diets, low carb diets, they work. They work for people. But I do wonder if they're more satisfied because they are eating high fat and they're not snacking and they're not eating a lot of like junky carbs and processed foods and things like that. So there's a lot of things to consider here, but that is some of the pros and cons of eating a higher fat diet. So let's do the flip side. As far as cutting fat, maybe going a little bit higher carb, maybe a little bit more low fat. And this is kind of like the bodybuilder diet where you're just eating protein and carbs. I just think of like the bikini cup bikini competitors eating like tilapia and asparagus or rice and chicken, you know what I mean? Just like protein, carbs, protein, carbs, and they keep their fat low. And yeah, it works, you know, maybe just like a keto diet, it works, but like, is it the best option for you? And when the theory with this is the low fat approach to weight loss is based on the idea that dietary fat is more calorie dense than carbs. So it leads to a higher calorie intake and potential weight gain. So again, it kind of depends. And again, those research studies are all over the place. And this could be for somebody that is really active. I think that can be really helpful as far as just feeling your best. Um, I mean, if you've ever gone on a low carb diet, I just feel like you feel so tired and exhausted and you're cranky and you're hangry and you have low energy. So I feel like eating more carbs solves a lot of issues. So if you're somebody that's regularly active, you're working out three, four, five, six days a week, um, you're doing any sort of cardio or intense workouts, I think you need carbs. I just feel like you're going to feel so much better. And we hear it all the time from our clients. They start eating more calories, more carbohydrates, and they're like, I'm in a better mood. I'm more patient. I'm sleeping through the night. My periods are more regular. Like so many benefits. There's so many benefits of eating enough carbohydrates. I mean, carbs are our body's preferred energy source. They're easy to burn. Um, and if you're somebody who has adrenal issues, you're super duper stressed, maybe you're suffering from low cortisol, you're exhausted all the time, your body is just depleted, um, more carbs could potentially be the solution. And I'm, of course, I'm talking about good quality nourishing carbs, not like donuts and candy and alcohol and stuff like that. I'm talking about fruit, vegetables, squashes, potatoes, um, beans, lentils, oats, like the good quality nourishing carbohydrates. 
And if you have run a mineral test with us and you come back with like a four lows pattern or a slow metabolic type, adding more carbs to your diet might make you feel better, um, might be a better approach in a fat loss phase. Um, if you have thyroid issues could also be helpful. I mean, thyroid issues could be more fat or more carbs. I feel like the thyroid people probably do well with kind of like a more moderate approach, but again, it depends. You also have to make sure that your body is healthy enough to go into a fat loss phase, because if your body is dealing with a lot of stress as far as the adrenals and your thyroid and blood sugar, putting yourself in a fat loss phase might not work because being in a calorie deficit is another layer of stress. So adding stress to a stressed out body could be why you're spinning your wheels. And a lot of times what we do with our one-on-one clients and either the even the fit and fuel ladies is we spend time bringing their body back into balance as far as their overall health goes. Because when they get to that fat loss phase and they're much healthier, much more balanced, their hormones are balanced, their blood sugar's balanced, their thyroid's not pissed off anymore. They just have a happier metabolism overall. They're going to get better results. It's going to be easier to be in a calorie deficit. You can be more consistent. You're just going to get better results over all. So over here at Carrots and Cake, you really need to earn that right to be in a calorie deficit. So anyways, I know I'm getting off track here, but just explaining as far as our approach goes, but back to the topic of today, um, cutting fat during a fat loss phase um, could be helpful to you if you are active, if you have adrenal issues, if you are a four lows and a mineral test, a slow metabolic type, or you're somebody that just feels better eating more carbs. And this is my approach. I always go, I mean, I haven't done a ton of fat loss phases over the years, but in my last one, I definitely was more high carb, low fat because you can eat more. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that if you look at carbs and fat, when it comes to macros, there are four calories per macro of carbohydrates and there's nine calories for fat. So if you think about it, you can eat double the carb macros or more than double of carbs than you can fat. So I hope I explained that well, that kind of came out funny, but basically four calories to nine calories, I'd rather eat double the carbs. <laughs> I don't like being hungry. I don't like being restriction. I do it because I want to look a certain way and I have certain goals, but ultimately I don't like being hungry and I don't like to starve myself. Okay, so let's talk about that study. There's actually a few studies like this, but some of them are a little bit older. But this study in particular can help us understand how the body deals with fat and carbohydrates when you are in a surplus. So this is not necessarily being in a fat loss phase, but it's just interesting to understand what is going on. So in this study, it's from the mid-90s, so it's a little bit over a little bit older, but it's an overfeeding study. So essentially what they wanted to determine or what the researchers wanted to determine was whether or not consuming an excess of fat or an excess of carbohydrates leads to body fat accumulation. So super interesting. So what they did was they overfed the participants by 50%. And this is a decent amount of food. So if you're eating 2000 calories, you'd be eating an extra thousand calories. So 3000 calories in this study. So overfeeding them by 50%. And that extra calories was all carbs or all fat. The study was only 14 days, but it's still really interesting just how the body dealt with this overfeeding, like as far as like storing those carbs or storing those fat fats. So what they found, or as far as the researcher, is that 
the carbohydrate overfeeding increased carbohydrate oxidation and energy expenditure. So that 75 to 85% of the excess energy was stored as adipose. So this is interesting in the sense that even though you ate all these carbohydrates, the body was working to digest them and use them and what not, and it didn't store all of them. It was only 75 to 85%. On the other hand, overfeeding those subjects with just the extra fat calories, that led to the body storing 90 to 95% of energy as far as fat on the body. So it's kind of interesting that the body was doing certain things with the carbohydrates and stored less as fat and then did something else with the, the fat and ended up storing more of it as far as body fat goes. So let me just break it down just to make it a little bit easier to understand. So for example, you eat 100 calories of just carbs. Your body is only, or in this study, those surplus of calories, only 75 to 85% were stored as body fat. If you had 100 calories of just fat calories in a surplus, 90 to 95% of them were stored as fat. So it's only like a 10 to 15% trade-off. And honestly, I was on the fence about sharing this study because it kind of gets into the weeds a little bit. I mean, this is a overfeeding study, like being in a surplus. And the other thing to note here is that the study wasn't done on people who are active. So I think that makes things a little bit more complicated too, because if you're somebody who's active and you're eating more carbs in excess, I mean, I don't doubt that your body is using them. So the reason I shared this, it was just interesting as far as that there was a difference in how much the body stored as far as body fat goes when it came to carbs and fat. And I also think a lot of women, even myself included, are afraid of carbs and they think carbs make you go weight, gain weight and like too much sugar makes you gain weight. And I just think about myself, especially in my over-exercising days, like I would go out for a five-mile run or I'd take a CrossFit class and I'd come home and eat like two eggs and a bunch of like non-starchy carbs. <laughs> I'd eat just like a bunch of broccoli and Brussels sprouts and stuff. And I just think back and I'm like, no wonder I felt awful. I had no carbohydrates in my body. I didn't refuel or replenish what I lost during those workouts. And I see that a lot. I see that a lot with our clients and like with people I follow on Instagram. And I just, I wonder, I'm just like, maybe this is why. Uh, women don't feel their best. They're just under consuming calories overall and then under consuming carbohydrates. And I think if you are an active individual, you need those carbohydrates. And I mean, we get messages all the time from our clients when they start eating more, they start eating more carbohydrates. They just feel so much better. I actually got a message from a woman who was on vacation last weekend and I asked her, you know, how it went, you know, because there's always a little nervousness when you go on a vacation or a girl's weekend about the cocktails and the food and the dining out and everything. And she said she had a great time. And she's like, I can't believe how much energy I have. <laughs> well, I'd say that's a win for going away on a trip and feeling really good and not coming back feeling totally awful. So anyways, all this to say, this was an interesting study. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat fat because it's going to be more easily stored. I just think Fat's so important as far as our hormones, the absorption of certain vitamins and minerals, feeling full, blood sugar balance, um, all of that. So it's not to say that you shouldn't 
have fat because it might be more easily stored in a surplus. It's just interesting. It was just an interesting study and just can give us some insight into what's going on. But also it makes sense. I mean, it kind of makes sense too, just how the body breaks down carbs, protein, and fat. Carbs are really easy to break down and the body's going to use that energy quickly. And fat it is actually pretty easy to break down, but when it comes to like the thermic effect of food, fat's lowest on the totem pole as far as how many calories it takes or how much energy it takes for your body to break down that fat. It takes a lot more energy for our bodies to break down protein and then carbs and then fat. So that also makes sense too, that the body is requiring more energy to simply digest and break down carbs. So maybe more of it or less of it is being stored. So just interesting, just interesting. <laughs> All right. I have rambled on here. I hope you guys found this helpful. I hope I didn't confuse you. I think like the big takeaway here is that if you are in a fat loss phase, it really comes down to what works best for you. So if you want to try low carb, low fat, maybe a moderate intake, it's really based on your preferences and what you can do consistently. The key thing here is ensuring that your body is in a calorie deficit for an extended period of time. And of course, that can be hard for people. They're on track during the week. They're off track on the weekends. They go somewhere. They're totally off track. So really, it comes down to that consistency piece. And actually, before we wrap up, I figured it might be helpful to talk to you guys or explain to you how I use a more high carb and low fat approach when I do my fat loss phase. Cause I did one last spring. I documented the whole thing. It's all on Instagram. If you want a week by week play by play, and I'm planning to do the same thing in April. Um, as far as going into a fat loss phase in preparation for summer, I'll probably document it again. A lot of people said it was really interesting and helpful just to see like a realistic approach to it. It was no crazy in my my fat loss phase at all. Like it really wasn't even that hard. I just kind of lost motivation towards the end as far as my consistency goes, but I still lost weight, which I was like, okay, we're in a groove with it. Um, but anyway, so when I'm in a fat loss phase, I tend to go higher carb, lower fat. And that's a hundred percent because you would eat more carbs in comparison to the amount of fat. So again, for each carb gram, there's four calories. For each fat gram, there's nine. So just makes sense that you can eat more. So for me, I was really filling up on healthy carbs, veggies, fruits, beans, oats, lentils, a lot of those high carb, high fiber. Some of them have a little bit of protein in them. Um, I, I'm a big fan. They are really, really filling. Um, I also, during a fat loss phase, will swap like peanut butter for like powdered peanut butter because powdered peanut butter has less fat. Um, only again, I only do this during a fat loss phase. The rest of the year, I'm eating regular peanut butter because I love peanut butter. Um, during a fat loss phase, I'm probably not eating a lot of cheese. So if I get like an egg sandwich, I'll say hold the cheese. If I get a burger, I'll hold the cheese. Again, it's only during this fat loss phase. And again, I'm balancing it. Like if I want to eat bacon during a fat loss phase, I just plan my macros around it. So during a fat loss phase, I'm not eating as much bacon and donuts and fun stuff like that. But it's not to say that I'm not eating those really calorie dense, delicious desserts and things like that. I just plan it into my day. So if I know I'm having bacon in the morning, or if I'm planning a donut for after my workout, I plan it in first and build my day around it. So then I'm choosing 
foods that are lower in fat. So I'm eating more chicken breast. I'm eating more fish. I'm eating more shrimp. I'm eating more egg whites instead of eggs. And again, this is only a short part of the year. So last year, my cut was supposed to be 12 weeks. It's only 12 weeks out of the year. It really ended up being more like 10 weeks. And this year, I actually might do eight weeks. So this is only eight weeks out of the whole year that I'm cutting some of these favorite foods from my life. It's not like I'm never having them. Like I still have real eggs with yolks. It's just, I'm leaning more into the egg whites during a fat loss phase. And I'm not going super low fat on any of this during a fat loss phase. And I should have said that early earlier. So if you're planning a fat loss phase and you want to try maybe high carb, low fat, you don't want to go lower than like 20 to 25% of total calories for fat. So for me during a fat loss phase, I'm usually anywhere from 2000 to yeah, 2000 to like 2,500 calories. So say I'm at 2,200 calories during a fat loss phase, I wouldn't go lower than like 50 grams of fat per day. I'm usually like in the mid fifties up to like the mid sixties, honestly, during a fat loss phase. And as the weeks go on, I'll cut that fat lower and lower, but I'll also cut from the carbs too. I don't cut from the protein. We keep the protein where it is because it's a non-negotiable and I want to maintain as much muscle as possible. And then, of course, when I'm not in a fat loss phase, I'm in maintenance, my fat goals are a lot higher. I mean, I always kind of keep my carbs high-ish because I work out. Um, and yeah, on my workout days, I tend to eat a lot more carbs um, just because I'm going to use them. I'm active. I obviously want to recover. I don't want to be super sore. And on my rest days, a lot of times I'll bring the carbs down. So it just kind of depends. The only thing here to note, if you're in the fat loss phase, you need to stay in that deficit. So you just need to do what works best for you. And that approach works better for me. I just feel pretty good eating a lot of carbs. All right, guys, I have rambled on forever. I hope you found this helpful. Um, ultimately, whether you choose to cut carbs or cut fat from your diet for a fat loss phase, it really just depends on so many factors, individual preferences, your metabolic health, your lifestyle. And of course, you could do a moderate approach as well. Do like a 40, 30, 30 across the board. As long as you are in that calorie deficit, you are good to go. I mean, that is the goal when it comes to weight loss. All right, guys, wrapping up here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are interested in joining Fit and Fueled or my free training, both links are in my show notes. We'd love to see you inside both and have the opportunity to work with you. All right, guys, have a great day.